Welcome back everyone to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan. Now before we start, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to check this out. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow, it helps a lot, and again thank you. Have an incredible day or evening depending where you are, and I'll see you in the next one. Stay safe. Welcome everyone to another incredible episode of Chat with Dan. For today we have on the show the incredible, the amazing, the badass, the superstar Nikki. Nikki, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Dan? Doing fantastic. I mean, what better way to have an incredible evening than to be chatting with someone as badass as you? You know what I mean? <laughs> I can say the same. You're flattering me over here. <laughs> Absolutely. Always. Now, for those who don't know who is the incredible, amazing, badass superstar Nikki, please tell us who you are. Uh, all right. Well, my name is Nikki Nash. I am a actress and musician based up in Canada. Um, yeah, I've I've been out here for about five years pursuing my dream in the film industry and music industry and it's it's been a bit of an adventure <laughs> there you go i love it i love it so you basically are doing everything here and there i mean step by step basically step by step uh, moving out here i was definitely um the first in my family to kind of go into this industry a little bit more seriously oh, okay so it it has been a yeah like legitimate fresh start for <laughs> for all of us here i love it i love it now before we start with this interview, I also want to thank those who are watching this. Thank you so much. If this is your first episode, don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow. It helps a lot. If this is if this is your fifth one, sixth one, keep watching them, share them with your friends and family. And uh, without furthermore, let's get started. So let's go back in time here and tell me where this passion started. I have to say, I think this passion has always been around. I have vague memories of dragging my parents downstairs into the basement with like some of our other friends that were there. And we put on like these impromptu little improv shows and we had props, we yeah. had um, stage directions, like we would sit down and plan how this would go. And we were like six at the time. <laughs> so I think it's it's just, it's always been there and I've always loved to perform. Um, as I got a little bit older, I got a little bit more shy, yeah. but I was able to kind of rediscover it and yeah, that's one of my favorite memories. I think that's where it started. That's awesome. And back when you started making of uh yeah, like back back when you started making those first steps, tell me what were some of the challenges that you encounter? Some of the challenges I think was definitely my stage fright. Okay. Um I ended up getting back into performing for people uh through singing actually. So I took singing lessons because I wanted to get over public speaking. And <laughs> So I thought if I could sing in front of people, I could talk in front of people. And I was sure. horribly wrong. <laughs> okay. I sing in front of people. <laughs> Just there don't ask me to write, to say a large speech in front of mm. a whole room full of people. I will, Toastmasters, however you do it, please tell me your secret because I cannot. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, so I'd have to say that was probably my biggest thing is getting, was getting up on stage and kind of showing what I can do in front of other people. Cause I was always just worried how I was going to be perceived and that, haunted me for a really long time everything I did I was always too afraid to try and like hit that like really high note or hit that really long note and personalize it to something that sounded more like me or do a different yeah. run or try a different take on a character because I was always worried that somebody would look at it and go <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah of course right so uh, that that was probably my biggest challenge um when I first started yeah, I mean, it does make sense because you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position. You know what I mean? Like, either when you're performing uh, in front of people, I mean, you do put yourself in a very vulnerable position. And, and it's 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 a little bit scary when you see those people watching you and be like, what are you going to do? 
you know what I mean? So I do. And I think the biggest part of it too is what a lot of people don't realize when it comes to performing is when you're playing a character, when you're singing a song, you're putting out a piece of yourself in it, right? So yeah. if that character or that, you know, song or whatever you wrote gets rejected, sometimes it can feel like a part of you got rejected, right? Mm. So it's it's a really it's a really hard feeling to kind of get past. But and I think that's what a lot of people don't know about performing is it is very vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And do you remember the first time you you performed like that? Like the very first time you performed? The very first time I performed professionally, I think I was 14, I want to okay. say. Uh, I sang a good old Taylor Swift song. Um, I believe it was You Belong With Me. And I was so nervous. I cracked so loudly mm. on one of the higher notes. Yeah. And I remember walking out of that stage being like, that's it. I'm done. I'm never doing this again. And uh, if, if it wasn't for like my uh, my vocal coach at Cooper Studios back in Alberta, I probably would have stopped. If they didn't encourage me and say this happens to literally everybody, you now have a new baseline. It can't get mm. any worse than this. Keep going. I probably would have stopped. Now, let's say that someone is about to perform for the first, for the very first time. I mean, someone who is watching this or listening to it, it's about to perform for that very first time. So what advice would you give to that person? Or at the same time, what advice would you give? Or yeah, like if you could go back in time, what are some of the things that you wish you knew before doing that first performance? Just do it. <laughs> Sing like you're in the shower. Sing like there's nobody there. You're going to look back. No one ever looks back at a performance and goes, wow, I was mediocre. Good job. I did good, right? But if yeah. you look back at that performance and went, you know what? I went for that crazy high note and sure, I missed it. But now I have an idea of where I want to go and that's where I'm going to go. So look at each performance as kind of a nice little benchmark for you. How comfortable are you on stage? How comfortable are you with your talent? Like, do you check in with yourself at those points? Like, where where do you feel you stand? Like, if you were, if you were singing in front of a million people or if you were singing in front of one person, like, it should feel the same, right? Yeah. So... I think that's what I would say. I would say just go out and do it and make mistakes and then embrace those mistakes. Learn from them and keep going. Get better. There you go. Preach. I love it. Now, moving on, moving on a little bit here, let's focus on a little bit on your acting career and tell me how you prepare a character. Now, we understand, of course, that um depends on the role. But what are, what is usually your initial approach before diving in into this whole process? My initial approach is reading the scene and kind of just reading the scene in its entirely and understanding the context. I think what a lot of people make the mistakes of is they just kind of go right into dialogue with character, okay. which is, yeah, you need to recognize your dialogue, but you also need to recognize why your dialogue is there. So the first thing that I do is I take apart scenes and my um, acting coach, uh, he talks about the three act structure. So figuring out where that is and where the scene is progressing and why a character is progressing in that way. Like what is their point or counterpoint as he would say it. So after I'm done kind of assessing like what situation we're in, I kind of, I look at the dialogue and I try and match it with an emotion in my own life that might make me react the same way. Like, for example, if the first scene I ever got in that class was a scene about being broken up with and cheated on, right? So, yeah. and the character at first was very, like, she knew what was going on and she was very silent about it, right? She just kind of went with the conversation because she didn't want the conflict. So to try to, you know, drum that up in myself, I tried to think of a situation or look back on a memory where I felt like I knew something was wrong, but I just couldn't say it, even though it was bubbling inside of me, right? 
So then the emotions, you connect it with the words, and then it just comes out very natural. And I try to do that with every character that I have ever encountered, no matter how big, no matter how small, or how evil, or how good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's magic, basically, you know? I find it very cool when you get the when you get the chance to play somebody else, you know? Uh, and also the fact that you can also get the chance to play, to play I don't know, uh, lawyer to cop to taxi driver to president alien superhero you i mean you name it and i find that awesome because at the same time it's i would assume right that it's got that it's uh, a little bit of a therapeutic at the same time to put yourself away for a bit and be somebody else for a while you know it's very therapeutic and also too when you're letting out all those emotions sometimes for a lot of people those are emotions that they've never had the chance to let out yeah of course right like if you're if you're dealing with um you know a traumatic event that happened and your scene is kind of parallel to that that's your outlet right so it's it's not also just playing another person it's like letting another part of you kind of run out and it's so refreshing and it's yeah. so like uplifting because you just feel like this giant weight has been taken off of you absolutely and when you're in this process of creating of creating um character has it ever happened to you that you got stuck you know that oh, absolutely <laughs> and how like how you managed to to uh to continue moving forward and to just pass that uh that bumper you know you know let's say so one of the things that I get stuck on quite a bit as an actor, and I think a lot of other actors also get stuck there, is letting the hard emotions go through. Because okay. in society, we're always kind of told, you know, don't cry, don't look upset, mm. don't don't let those emotions out that make you look, I guess, quote unquote, crazy. But when you're doing a character that is having a breakdown, you need to let those emotions out. You need to find that inside of you. So I think the, the biggest thing I get told by a lot of acting coaches is the biggest difference between an actor that's just starting out and that actor that's booking everything on Netflix is how far they're willing to go. Okay. If they're willing to go there. And that was the hardest part was finding the way to break down that wall to be able to have those breakdowns in front of a camera with other people watching me. Yeah, I mean, I would assume it would be kind of a little bit of a challenge play vi play this very dramatic scene in front of people who's recording you. And you have to do it right. like many, yeah. many of times, right? Like that that one scene, that one two minute scene, people spend hours and hours recording that, right? So you have to hit that same mark and go to that same place exactly the same way every time. So that's it too, right? Like allowing yourself and also knowing how to heal it back and go there again after yeah absolutely i mean and as you mentioned the the fact that uh that is not that is not only one take which some people might think that you know that they're recording a film and they do everything in one take which it, which is not i mean sometimes as you mentioned you could take several here and there and you need to play the exact same feeling one 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 time another one another one another one yeah it's it sounds crazy <laughs> or, <laughs> more a like a, or more like a, or more like you know like a, uh exhausting you know it can definitely be. I know in my acting class, like um, yeah. my my teacher there, he's the one that's ever pushed me the farthest. Like he always gives me scenes because, like I said, that was a hurdle of mine to just break down. And I would, and I would get there, and the next day I would just need to nap <laughs> for like hours just to get that energy back. Yeah, I bet. And how you stay on character when you play this very dramatic or emotional or emotional scene? How you manage to stay like like prepare it? before you go you know what i mean like is mm -hmm. there like any sort of things that you do for you for you like uh put your mind to it and be like okay i'm about to do this or how like how does that work for you hours and hours and hours of preparation before that moment even happens okay so a lot of the times 
when you need to hit your character, it's you should you should know it enough that by the time you do it, you can forget it and just let the scene come through you. Um, another thing that I was told quite a bit is if you're thinking a lot about your scene, like it comes through, right? Your scene mm -hmm. should just be natural. You're playing a person, right? Like this person isn't scripted to that character. Totally. So every emotion, every line, every mannerism should be so well ingrained in your emotional memory mm. that by the time you hit that point, there's not really much work you have to do. You just have to kind of get to that, whatever emotional prep you made, get to that place and just let it happen. That's incredible. And tell me, like, what is your goal? I mean, like when you're about to perform either, you know, for uh, for acting or or music, like what is the goal you want to achieve for, uh, for the audience to feel? Honestly, just to feel something. There you go. <laughs> I, uh, I got into this just because I love doing create like creative things. And I just, I love being able to be a part, a part of like leaving an impression on yep. somebody. Right. So like you hear that song and that song hits you or you see that one scene and it carries with you. Cause you think like, Oh my God, I went through that same thing. And it's a connection that you have with this mm. person that is either on a screen or, you know, you're in the back bleachers and they're all the way up on the stage. Like that feeling of connection and emotion is one of the best feelings that you could ever have. And I would love to be a part of creating that experience for viewers for entertainment. All right. I love it. And let's say that one day I call you and I tell you that I want to start acting now. I don't know anything about it. I mean, I have never, you know. So based on what you know, what do you think would be important for me to know before jumping in? Everyone is going to tell you don't do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but do it. That's honestly the best advice I could give anyone. Like get involved with mm. um, like theater groups, get involved in the indie film community, get involved in a networking event, script readings, just Anywhere you can go where you're surrounding yourself with people that are also just starting out or maybe just started out a year ago and maybe are, you know, a year ahead of you, like get surround yourself with people that are, have the same motivation as you, because I have seen it so many times where people are really into this acting thing, but they don't have a great support group and yeah. Yeah, they true. give up because all they hear is, you know, family and friends saying like, you know, being an actor is really hard. Yeah. You're not going to make it on Netflix. You're not going to be in Hollywood. Like, why are you doing this? And you, you can't be in it to do that. You got to be in it because you just want to do it. So whether you make it Hollywood or whether you do one indie film ever, you just want to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like, what do you think it's one of the reasons why whenever you want to say that you want to start acting, musician, athlete, you get that voice from, uh, from you know, from your inner circle telling you, why would you do that? It's going to be a waste of time. You should find find a job, you know, find something stable, you know, like all of those things. Like, what do you think is one of the reasons why they will be telling you that? I think because it's a bit of half and half. Like, there is okay. some truth to that. There is. Yeah. It's very, very hard to make it in this industry. I have definitely learned that over the past five years that I have been here. Um, there's definitely like the, you know, the who, you know, people that have started this when they were two, right. And they already have X amount of years on you. They've made those contacts and they've gone through, but I think the other side of it too, is I think some people, and I am sorry if I offend anyone listening to this that has said these words, but <laughs> I think that they're personally just too afraid to fail. 
Hmm. Right. I think a lot of people take the safer route because if they have, if they go to school and they get an education and then they get a job and they start working towards a retirement, they raise a family, like they've hit the milestones that they've been conditioned to and it's safe. Yeah. But when you go into acting and there is all these barriers that get thrown at you, like you look like everybody else, you, yeah. everyone else is doing this too. There's only one role in a hundred actors, thousand actors. <laughs> like it's, it's very risky, right? And you can yeah. set your life back by 10 years if you end up not making it, but it's it's the feeling of when you're there, right? Like if if you're if you're all right with doing what you love and looking back and not regretting it, even if you didn't make it, I think that's way better than playing it safe. And I yeah, think that's absolutely. why a lot of people, you know, say don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand for example with uh with parents I mean you know I mean they're from like a total different generation you know like for them like for them it, it was a total different game so I can of course when you're a teenager you just don't get it but when you start to grow up you're like oh okay now I start to understand why they're you know like uh, why they are like where they're coming from you know like where they're telling me that of course that it depends right because when when they tell you you're gonna suck or think like or things like that that then you're like okay then this is not very constructive so <laughs> so i can understand also when uh, uh when they're telling you like you should find something stable you know things like that but yet again i mean for example in my experience what i have learned over the years is nothing is stable i mean you can find a regular a regular nine to five but one day they, they're just not gonna like you anymore and they're gonna fire you and they're gonna put you in the street and what are you gonna do about it now you know what i mean so exactly yeah, that's it's... actually the experience I had moving out here was I originally wanted to be a teacher. Okay. So if I decided not to do this, I would have been back in Alberta <laughs> teaching yeah. a high yeah. school somewhere. But I was looking at the contracts to become a teacher. And in order, just because of the amount of teachers that were there, it would have taken me seven years to land like a full-time contract at a school. Yeah. And I've also heard that here in Vancouver, it takes seven years to kind of make your mark here. So that was kind of the choice that I had to make. Did I want to spend seven years playing it safe? Or did I want to spend seven years doing what I wanted to do? Both had the same odds. One just seemed safer because I had, you know, that degree. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was it was the it's same just thing. <laughs> yeah, I just think, I mean, at the end, also what I uh, what I ended up uh, saying is that if, 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 what you're doing is, is not going to work, then why not take that risk on something you actually like, you know? Because, I mean, if you work in something stable, as we mentioned, I mean, someday you're not going to be young and hot anymore, you know? They're going to put the hot stuff away and they're going to put someone newer, you know? And then what? You know what I mean? Like, I see I see that examples, even with family members sometimes, that they're under 60s, 70s, and they, and they tend to be like, uh, like, I wish I could have done this, or if I was, if I were if I had your age, I would have done this, this and that. So like those type of comments in which most of the time you'd be like, yeah, sure. But when you actually listen to them, you're like, okay, so they actually have a little bit of regrets to it. So should I have, to, should I follow the, the same path in which at some point I will be exactly the same. I've been doing the exact same thing, or I just break the circle and I just move my move like my own, you know, like my own path and uh, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, there's there's a lot of truth to that. And I think that's just generations of people being told like A, B, C is what you do. If you divvy off from A, B, and C, you're not yeah. going to have a great D, right? Yeah. But then they see the one or two people that go, eh, I'm going to go straight to F, <laughs> right? 
Yeah. And it works for them to some extent. And then it does make people think, but like, what, what if I just did it? What if I went into it? Yeah. I mean, it's fun. You know, whenever you, whenever you go the other way around, you know, or where people say, go this way, you'll be like, why just, why just don't go that way instead? And yeah, sometimes it tends to be messy and you're going to, and you're going to be making a lot of, there's going to be a lot of moments during that path in which you'd be like, why just didn't go the other way? You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. yet again, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a experience. And also, you know what a friend of mine so we were so we were in a party this friend of mine was was super drunk and then we started talking about this you know like uh, like following your dreams and everything and then uh and he wanted to be an actor and then he was like well if you think about it nothing in this life makes sense and i was like what do you mean he was like so hear me out i was like okay so what sense i mean so we basically live inside a ball that it's outside of a of a thing called space that it's dark. We don't know anything about it. Tell me, does that make sense? I was like, no, that doesn't make that doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So nothing in this life makes sense. So why just don't you know take a risk and do something you want to do about it? So I was like, huh, interesting. Well, wise friend there. Yeah, I mean, too bad that that he only gets wiser when he gets drunk. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's for, that's for another story. But anyway, uh, moving on uh, a little bit here. Let's focus a little bit on your music career. Tell me, like, let's say the same thing here that I want to start into the whole music industry, you know, but I just don't know anything about it. So what do you think would be important for me to know before, before throwing everything away and be like, I'm just gonna, I mean, the sky is the limit right now. So. Well, I guess that kind of depends, right? Like it's what kind of musician do you want to be? Do you want to be in a band? Do you want to be a vocalist? Do you want to be a guitarist? Do you want to be a drumist? Like what I would start there. Like what, what is your brand? What is your niche? Like okay. what, what do you want to do? Right. And I would say play as often and everywhere that you can. Like uh, mm. if you pick up an instrument or work on your, you know, your vocal talent, even just for 10 minutes to an hour a day, like keep at it, just set some time, sorry, set some time aside yeah. to really work on that. Right. And then, yeah, just go to karaoke nights, try and get involved in the same thing, like music groups and get that support system. I have to say for both, both professions have a strong support system because mm. both industries are really hard. And if you don't have that, it's going to be so much easier just to give up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. have that, have, and have a direction. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to play? What kind of music do you want to do? And follow that. Every choice you make should be make, bringing you one step closer to that end goal. There you go. And what are some of the artists that you, that basically kind of inspire you to start to do your own music? Um, I'd have to say... I always really love country music. I'm also from Alberta. <laughs> so, um, originally, actually, when I first started singing, I didn't. But the more I started playing country, I realized why everyone loved it. And yeah. I had to stop lying to myself. And maybe I did like this genre. Yeah. Um, but I really love Miranda Lambert. She was somebody that I definitely emulated quite a bit. Okay. Um, I did also really like Miley Cyrus. Uh, I grew up watching her show and like listening to her sing and her vocal techniques. And I feel yeah. like mine has definitely kind of followed her suit. And I had a lot of uh, musical role models in my life. Like I've had my uncles and aunts are, and cousins, they're very involved with just, you know, jamming in a basement. And I was always exposed to that. And that That's was so just cool. a really good vibe for me. Yeah. So course. if I had to, awesome. if I had to lump all of my inspiration into one little bowl there, I'd have to say it's a mix of all those things. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That's cool. And like, what are some of the, yeah, like, what are some of the, of the music genres you usually like, you usually like to listen when you're having a bad day? 
I have to listen to when I'm having a bad day. Um, actually, Michael Bublé, Nobody But Me. That is my happy song. <laughs> Completely left field, but that is my happy song. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, but when I when, if I like want to sing something when I'm upset, my my go to is probably some like sad country song, maybe some Morgan Walker. I don't know. But... Yeah. yeah. Okay. You yeah. know, like something something I find pretty. Yeah, pretty funny sometimes about uh, about countries or music videos. They tend sometimes to be kind of a little bit dramatic, you know. And I'm like, come on. I mean, they're fun, of course, but uh, uh like like commercials as well. That their reactions are like off the charge. You'd be like, no one will react to that ever. You know what I mean? So I find that pretty funny. So it is pretty funny. Like, yeah, there are some music videos I've seen um, from like country artists that just are either yeah they're very story oriented or you remember them just from the variables or like the. <laughs> things had a left field to kind of get thrown at you yeah i love it love it now let's say that for your birthday you get a time machine but here's a catch you can only try you can only use it once and to try to meet the 13 year old version of yourself so what advice would you say to that little you go be weird <laughs> go be weird and enjoy it everything that you know you're freaking out about now first of all all of this stuff that wasn't cool when you were 13 is cool now wait for that day <laughs> yeah I love it. but also don't be so afraid to be who you want to be right who cares if not everybody likes you or who cares if nobody likes you go do your thing go be you it's so much better living freely than feeling you have to be in a box to please other people yeah go on stages tell your parents that you want to go do singing and acting and go do it <laughs> yeah there you go and yeah it's true back when you're a teenager you want to kind of please everyone you know And and it, it it's also interesting because you you know what you like and you know what you want, but if it is not cool due to the social standards in the school that you are, you're gonna hide it. And I find I mean, of course, that later on you're like, why did I? I mean, that's so stupid, you know. So. Oh yeah, following up with all the trends that everybody had was just it was too much. If I could have went to school in my PJs and my hair up, I would have been super happy. But everyone else was like, no makeup hair done we have to have like all these expensive designer things and yeah. we all have to you know be into these things and it just no and uh, go be weird <laughs> go do your own thing go make you happy yeah. you're enough on your own yeah now let's say that you know one day netflix hbo max disney plus you name it they call you and they tell you that they have this idea which goes that all of the characters you have played at the moment they're all gonna gather to celebrate your birthday but the film needs a name so how would you call it the, sorry what was the last part i didn't hear that yeah the the film needs a name so how would you call that film what would be the oh, name God. of that film all of the other all of the characters i played let me just think of all of the different characters and what their personas were like um yeah i something was awkward in the title <laughs> Okay. All of all of my characters except for one. I got to play Regina George, a Regina George like character one time, but all of the yeah. other ones are pretty like quirky and awkward, very girl next door y. So yeah, maybe the awkward girl next door. Awkward anonymous. Girl. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. That sounds that sounds like a net okay, that... anonymous. I'm sticking with that one. Because then okay. it's like alcoholics anonymous, but awkward's anonymous. And would it be a sequel to it or just one? Uh you know, it can even be a series every single week we just come and we talk about you know you the the weird way that we embarrassed ourselves that week and we're all there for each other okay 
Okay, I love it. What about describing your whole career, but on a drink? How would you mm -hmm. call this drink, and what would it have? I think the drink would have to have, you know, when you have like that really good, like specifically made from the bartender to you type drink that just mm. has 90 different flavors in one. Yeah. I would have to say that would be the best way to describe it. Like there are some bitter moments. There are some really sweet moments. Mm. There are some really cold moments. Mm. <laughs> there are some moments where you do feel, you know, confident and warm and here you go. So you know, maybe a prairie fire mixed in a pineapple and rum type cocktail. You get like it. all the little bits in there with some salt in the rim and some sugar in the glass. <laughs> I don't know how good that would taste, but you know, you, you get all of it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I it would be cool also if you can see like when they when they give it to you, you can see the layers. Mm-hmm. You know, and then later on you mix it up and then everything makes it and you know everything's mixed. But at the but at the very beginning you see like the whole different layers. That would be cool. Yeah, kind of like a rainbow drink, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But how how would you call it? Let's say I go to a bar and I want to have that drink. How how do I call it? Mm, I call it the milestones or the milestone. I mean, it definitely sounds like a milestone. milestone. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I'll I'll tell you what. At some point, I'm gonna make one of those. Let's see what happens. Send me a picture and let me know how it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll make sure that I'll make sure that, that I will do it. That's awesome. Now. What motivates you? You know, we all have those days that we just want to quit. You know, that um, that we just suddenly we have this feeling that we haven't, that we are, yeah, that we have wasted our time here, that we're not good enough. We start to compare ourselves. I mean, I can go all night here, but what usually silent those thoughts and pushes you back on this journey, on this road that you have built for so many years now? It's actually really funny. I was having that feeling like literally a week ago. <laughs> I was sitting on my bed and I was like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like it's, it's exhausting. I feel like I'm not going anywhere. It's just, it, it was, it was really debilitating. And what did bring me out of it was I was actually talking to my agent and he said, you know, you need a new demo reel. And so that forced me to go back and look at all of the projects I've done in yeah. this past year and seeing how much I did and all of the dedicated people that, you know, worked on these projects mm. and created these projects and wrote these projects and casted me in these projects it was a nice reminder of it might feel like I'm not where I want to be right now, but I am not where I was when I first started. And yeah. if I've made this much progress in a year and a half since, you know, the world opened up again, how much more progress will I have if I just keep going? Mm. So I think you got to look back. You got to, you got to see what you've done, not what you have to do. Totally. And now that you mentioned the whole, like, how like how you manage to maintain yourself in a healthy mind during the whole pandemic you know pandemic lockdown how you manage that uh on some levels i didn't <laughs> but on most levels i really just tried to keep busy so yeah. i took that year i i do have a degree in psychology so during okay. that time i kind of worked more on that in that field mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but because there was no film going on because, you know, Netflix studios shut down and, you know, there was a lot of rules out here forbidding films to be made. Yeah. I took a lot of acting classes and I did a lot of Zoom, you know, kind of meetings with other actors and networking events that way. So I always managed to kind of stay in that same support group mm. where um, a couple of friends, we would all, like I said, we'd all get on Zoom and we would either jam or, you know, run some scenes. Um, a lot of 
the acting community did go online. So a lot of classes were offered online. So you could still meet up with scene partners and still practice and keep your craft and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. keep going. It's just, unfortunately, you couldn't film anything, but a lot of people really dedicated their time, including myself, to getting mm -hmm. better. And I think that's how I got through it and was ready when the world opened up again. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And my last question, what can we expect from Nikki in the future? Hit it. Ooh, uh, well, I do have a couple songs coming out. So that's uh, that's something that you can expect, hopefully, probably by the beginning of next year. Cool. Um, and yeah, a couple more projects this year. The web series is starting up again that, I, uh, that I'm in. So that'll get started and that'll come out. And I think 20, what are you, 2023? <laughs> 2023 is going to be uh, gonna be a really good year. And what can I say? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'm super, I mean, it's incredible what you do. I love your career. I love the whole vibe you put to it. And I'm super sure that our next conversation is going to be about, who knows, the thousand songs you you have already created or the thousands projects you've been in, you know, because the fact that you're doing it because you like it. And, you know, it sounds super cliche, right? Whenever whenever they say, do what do what makes you happy, do what you like. But we all know that it's a pain in the butt, <laughs> you know, and it takes some time. You really sometime. have to like it. <laughs> you really have to like it. And there's going to be moments in which you're going to question yourself and then as we mentioned before you're going to start to compare with others sometimes with friends with friends as well that you see them that they follow the usual path and you see them now you know buying their own house and then things like that and you're like like what the hell but it's part of the whole stuff here you know and you and what i love about what you do is that you're showing everyone that is possible of course it's a it's a pain in the butt <laughs> but uh but you're actually showing results here and you're actually following what makes you happy i mean and that's badass basically Thank you. And you brought up a really good point, too. That is another kind of referencing back to your other question, too. Watching other people around you, don't do that. Yeah, don't. <laughs> it, don't. You, they live their own lives. They have their own variables. You can't, right? Like, you need to focus on where you're going and where you've come from and where you've been. Absolutely. I mean, it's, yeah, because you don't know what that person did in, in order to achieve or to be where they are right now, you know? And, and it tends to be easy to criticize or to be in a position to be like oh why he did that you know when do you but once you once you put yourself in those shoes you're like oh i get it now so yeah mm -hmm. i mean it's it's a marathon at the end of the day I, I would say that life it's a marathon too you know just enjoy it take it easy don't go sprint full force because you're gonna have an injury and then you know you know what i mean so yeah but at the end of the day keep doing what you do nikki as i said i love it and uh keep spreading keep making sh i mean keep showing people that you're besides that you're a total badass that you are also making things happen and that's incredible oh thank you so much dan and thank you for having me on your show i'm very excited to be here and yeah it's thank you so much <laughs> absolutely absolutely now i also want to thank those who watch this thank you so much if you're also listening to it thank you as well um since this episode is about to be over in the description below, you're going to find the link to Nikki's Instagram. So you're going to follow her. Let's make her viral. Hashtag Team Nikki because she's <laughs> incredible. She's amazing. And also, don't forget to also leave a like, subscribe, follow. It, it does it does help a lot. And again, Nikki, thank you so much. Keep, keep inspiring. Keep creating. Keep being a super badass. And I'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to network. Really Always. appreciate it. <laughs> Perfect. All right.